Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, best-selling author and senior director at CFGI, where I help my clients with their most important accounting and finance issues. This is the program where we dig deeper to understand what really matters most in business. And today, we're going to be talking about small business lending with my guest, Lynn Ozer, who's the president of SBA Lending at Fulton Bank. Lynn, welcome to Behind the Numbers. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Uh, great to nice. have you. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and a little bit about Fulton Bank? Sure. Um, I am the president of the SBA Lending Division at Fulton Bank, which is a bank that's over a little over $20 billion in assets. We cover five states, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. We have over 260 branches. We have uh, a full-service bank with everything that most banks have, and including a specialized SBA lending department that I manage. Yeah, so a little modest there about what you do. So I'm going to ask you to actually do a little humble brag here and tell the audience about your background and what you bring to the table so we can mm. set the stage for the rest of this conversation. Okay, so my background is basically SBA lending. I've been doing that my entire career. I graduated from Temple University with a Bachelor of Business Administration majoring in accounting. And my first job out of college was with the U.S. Small Business Administration. So I've been doing SBA lending the entire time. I worked for the agency for five years. And ever since then, I've worked for seven different lending institutions. Um, I only changed jobs twice. Uh, the SBA has been an incredibly good niche to be in. Every time we went through a banking merger, SBA lending was always something that a bank was interested in. So I have a team of 17 people. Uh, 12 of them have been with me, some of them almost 20 years already. So we bring an incredible amount of expertise to the marketplace because of the fact that we've been doing this together as a team for quite some time. I have been very active in the National Association of Government Guaranteed Lenders, which is the trade association for banks and non-banks across the country that participate in the programs of the Small Business Administration. I served on their board, chair their technical issues committee, teach for the trade association. I was the first female chair of the board of directors from 2012 to 2014, and I play a part in their government relations had an opportunity to testify in front of Congress. So you know, you know a little bit about this subject? Just a little. <laughs> okay, good. So to just maybe clarify for uh, our viewers and listeners, talk a little bit about what exactly is the SBA and what, what do they do? The Small Business Administration is an agency of the federal government. It was created in 1953 by Congress to support the financial and managerial needs of small businesses. And that SBA has, through the years, lent directly to small businesses and has progressively morphed into a total guarantee scenario where the banks that participate in the programs do the lending of the money to the small businesses, and the SBA guarantees a certain percentage of the loan to the bank, depending on which program they're using. The Small Business Administration has lending programs and technical assistance programs that cover all bases. Yeah, how does the SBA define what a small business is? 
the Small Business Administration's definition of a small business is one that is independently owned mm -hmm. and operated and non-dominant in its field. In addition to that definition, they also define small business by the, what they call the size standards. So they have a different size for manufacturing and wholesaling, which is based on number of employees, and for service businesses and retail business, it's defined by gross annual receipts averaged over the last three years. But during um, the recession, they increased the size standard to make more businesses eligible, and they use what's called the alternative size standard. So most businesses can qualify for an SBA loan under that definition, which is tangible net worth under 15 million, an average annual profit after taxes of five million, averaged over the last two years. Okay. So that's pretty encompassing. Yeah. Where, where does SBA lending fit into an overall financing program for companies these days? Small business administration loans are offered to companies that have some type of a glitch in their overall credit. So when a bank is looking to make a loan to a small business, or any business for that matter, they look for primary repayment from the actual operating entity, secondary repayment from the liquidation of collateral, and repayment from, on a tertiary level, of the liquidity of the guarantors. They're also looking at the strength of the balance sheet and the industry in general. For an SBA loan, the bank has already looked at this to see if they can extend credit to the small business. But in one of those areas, there may be a deficiency. So for example, the company may be expanding and they have plenty of cash flow to cover the debt, but they don't have additional cash to put into the acquisition of of equipment to expand, or they need working capital for longer than a two or three year period, which is in general the maturity that a bank would offer. So the SBA offers working capital over a 10 year period. They may want to be buy the building that they've been leasing for several years. And most banks want anywhere from 20 to 25% down in order to lend money for the purchase of real estate. The SBA will consider doing real estate acquisitions for only 10% down. And even in some cases, maybe more than that, depending on the situation at hand. The SBA mitigates capital injection, highly leveraged balance sheet, perhaps repayment based on a projection, and most likely it mitigates the lack of collateral. The one thing the SBA does not do is mitigate all of those risks. So if you're in a situation where there's problems in every one of those areas that I mentioned, the SBA guarantee is not going to be a cure-all. It's a Band-Aid, it's not a body cast. Yeah, so Lynn, for those folks who are watching and listening and wanna learn more about what you do and how maybe you can help them, how can they contact you? Oh, I'd be happy to have them contact me at my bank, um, 
would you like me to give them my website? Whatever, my, whatever my, you can give them so that they know well, how to reach you. Small Business Administration um, Department is headed by me, and I am at L-O-Z-E-R at FultonBank.com, and I would be happy to answer any of their questions. We have salespeople throughout our footprint, so the five states that I mentioned before, and we can put you in contact with any of them. Awesome, thank you. So in talking about um, what the SBA does and the types of things that they consider, you, you mentioned the, the lack of collateral. So if a business is looking at a financing program, trying to raise some capital, one of the other things that I've seen business owners get into, a, step into a cow chip, so to speak, is the, what we'll call predatory lending. And without any judgment associated with that, right? Um, talk to, the, to that topic, if you would, for a moment, and why they shouldn't be going down that path and, and how maybe SBA could be an alternative for that. Okay. It's a great question. <laughs> this is the situation. When small businesses are in need of capital, oftentimes their need is pressing and imminent. And the one thing about the online lending community is what they promise is fast turnaround. What they don't promise is to match your company's specific needs with a financing vehicle that's affordable and correct for your scenario. When you look to get an SBA loan, there's a lot of questions that we ask. Sometimes SBA gets a bad rap for taking too long and being too complicated. But if you're working with a preferred lender, which is what Fulton Bank is, and has experienced lenders in SBA lending, what Fulton Bank does also have, we understand that it's something that we have to take our time and look at. And small businesses often fall into that trap of quick, easy money, whereas they may be ch getting charged or probably are getting charged way too much money. Sometimes the payments are as frequently as daily, not just oh, wow. monthly. And they don't match the needs with the, the needs and what they want with the term of the loan. So with SBA financing, you get 25 years when you're financing a building. You can get up to the useful life of the equipment if you're buying equipment. You can get up to 10 years for permanent working capital if that's what your business needs. Oftentimes, small businesses fall into the idea of a revolving line of credit because they only have to pay interest. But they don't realize that that entire line of credit has to be paid back at one time. And taking a huge chunk of capital out of their operating cash doesn't work. So you need to match the repayment to the needs of the borrower. Yeah, great advice. So it sounds like it's more akin to what we would call maybe a traditional bank financing, but with special features for smaller businesses. Because oh, absolutely. The um, Small Business Administration lending is to offer financing to businesses where credit is not available elsewhere on reasonable terms. And that's one of the SBA's mantra is reasonable terms. So um, oftentimes these vehicles that we were talking about on online lending are not on reasonable terms. The Small Business Administration loans are more expensive than traditional conventional bank loans where these borrowers may qualify at a prime lending rate, but they're not nearly as expensive as, you know, even mezzanine debt um, or 
any kind of venture capital funding where they have to give up ownership as well as you know paying back debt and definitely online lending the the interest rates are sky high gotcha we're gonna have to take a quick break at the moment so don't go okay. anywhere lynn you don't go anywhere either we're going to be right back and behind the numbers with lynn ozer when others take breaks when others take the easy way we take charge add us on social media to watch bloopers behind the scenes footage previews and more Thirteen hours a day, six days a week. So when I'm off the clock, I gotta get stuff done. So when I need a snack, I need something healthy, tasty, and easy to eat, like wonderful pistachios without the shells. They're protein-powered, delicious, and great on the go. And that's perfect for me, a woman without a lot of time. Whether you're a gourmet cook or just want to eat like one, visit Rostelli Market Fresh, your home for the freshest locally sourced ingredients to please everyone who loves great food. Our organic meats, quality seafood, and free-range poultry are cut fresh to order. Chefs create culinary-inspired prep foods made fresh every day, which pair nicely with our vast selection of fine wines and spirits. Choose from handmade pastas, artisan cheeses, organic produce, and grocery items, all from the finest purveyors. Rostelli Market Fresh, from our family to yours. RVN TV is a platform for people of any industry to share. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and my guest today is Lynn Ozer, who's the president of SBA Lending at Fulton Bank, and we're talking about small business lending. Lynn, want to kind of pick up where we left off before the break and talk a little bit about loan purposes for the SBA. Um, acquisitions, buyouts, succession, where does that fit into the SBA program? Uh, that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up. Right now, we're experiencing many applications for changes of ownership, business transitioning. As most people are aware, the baby boomers are starting to retire. And they're retiring in numbers larger than ever before and selling their businesses. They may be transitioning their business to the next generation, in, if it's a family-owned business, or perhaps they're looking to sell to the next level manager who's been probably running their business for them as they've been trying to back away from day-to-day -day management of the company. So a small business administration loan for the acquisition of a closely held small business is, is a great, vehicle for several reasons. The Small Business Administration, as I said before, helps to mitigate largely the collateral shortfall. So if you have um, a father transitioning to his son or an owner transitioning to the manager, they may have been working there for many years but have not amassed collateral that is equal to the amount of the loan that it's gonna to take to buy the business. So that's usually their biggest problem. The other thing is they haven't amassed a, a large enough stockpile of cash to put down a 10%, I mean a 20% or a 30% or a 50% down payment that would be required to finance 
the, pr the price of the business, which largely, in most cases, is goodwill, blue sky, um, an intangible asset that can't be collateralized. So the Small Business Administration really helps to fill that gap. We can do a business acquisition from a father to a son or a, an owner to a manager with only 10% down, and that out of that 10%, the buyer only has to come up with 5% if the seller is willing to put in the other 5% in a standby loan during the SBA's loan. So if somebody was selling a business for simple purposes for $100,000 and the borrower had to come up with 10,000, the borrower could come up with 5,000 and the seller could put 5,000 in a take back note with no repayment terms during the life of that loan. And we would do, in general, the business acquisition is over a 10-year period of time, which gives them a, a much longer repayment than a conventional loan would do. The term of the loan is dependent on the life of the asset being financed. So in a business acquisition like we're discussing, the biggest asset is the intangible. And the SBA allows for... 10 years for that intangible. But if the business is being sold along with the real estate that houses the business, then we may be able to create a scenario where the repayment is up to 25 years. It all depends. But what I want to emphasize is that the Small Business Administration can help mitigate the down payment and the lack of collateral. What it doesn't mitigate is the management expertise. So when we're looking at a business acquisition and we see a company that's been run profitably over the last three, five, 10 years, whatever it is, and we don't, the, the owner is exiting, we have to make certain that it's going to continue to operate at that level of profitability so it can pay back the debt associated with the, the intangible asset. And that's why the Small Business Administration is so helpful, because it can mitigate the, the collateral and the down payment. But if we're lending to the person who's been managing the business, then that helps us to feel comfortable that the projections will be met during the life of the loan. Yeah, so as a valuation person who spends a lot of time helping companies yes. in valuing intangible assets, believe me, that resonates, and you're, you're absolutely right. A preponderance of the value of a business is involved in these intellectual property assets, the intangibles uh, beyond the, uh, the property and the real estate. And that's equipment. the most difficult thing to wrap your head around yes, as a lender. That, and that's a different yeah. subject for another day. Oh yeah, we but should talk about that sometime. We will, maybe over <laughs> cocktails. But I want to ask you, if a company comes to you and they've already gotten involved in some kind of a lending program, are you able to help them unwind something that may be unfavorable? Oh, absolutely. Uh, what you're talking about is a scenario that we found most businesses um, during the Great Recession. They, they got into situations that they couldn't get out of, and now they get into some of those scenarios where they got a line of credit and they purchased a piece of equipment, and now they have to pay it off. Or you know they have short-term financing when they finance a long-term asset. We see that a lot. One of the best things that we can do for a, for a borrower is if they have the ability to pay back that line of credit 
over 10 years, the Small Business Administration can create a loan for 10 years to pay back that line of credit, free up the receivables and the inventory so that a new line of credit that matches their cash cycle can be administered. So now the borrower can pay down the, the capital that has been evergreen, if you will, for a certain period of time, and also receive a revolving line of credit to increase uh, their day-to-day -day cash flow operations. So this is another really important point of an SBA loan, is although the interest rate may be higher than a conventional loan, a good SBA lender is going to match the payment to the debt service coverage of the, the cash flow available to service debt. We want our borrowers to work on their business and sleep at night knowing that they can pay their loan back as opposed to getting them the cash right away and charging them a lot of money and creating a payment that's untenable. The Small Business Administration creates a loan payment over a longer period of time and that's where the benefit is. The payment mat matches their cash cycle. Yeah, that's so critical. Lynn, for folks who want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to reach you? Oh, the best way to reach me is lozer, L-O-Z-E-R, at FultonBank.com. We also have www.FultonBank.com. We're on the web, and um, we'll be happy to direct you to anyone who can help you in the area that you're in, and I'll be happy to answer any other questions. That's awesome. So, Lynn, um, want to ex expound on some of your broader experience and talk a little bit about, if you would, please, what are some of the bigger stumbling blocks that you've seen businesses get into? What, what prevents them? What are the challenges that they face? In other words, how do they become fundable from an SBA perspective? Yeah. Well, first of all, the, the, the initial problem that I see with people being fundable for the SBA is if they have not managed their personal credit. Oftentimes, small businesses, um, they fund themselves with personal credit card debt and things like that. If they do not have good personal credit, that is a scenario that mm -hmm. makes it difficult to get an SBA loan. You must have decent, I call it explainable credit. You know, if there's a scenario where there's been a medical emergency in the family or something like that, that can be explained and that's why the credit is, is not up to par, that can be worked with. But if somebody has poor credit, that's the biggest stumbling block and, and why they wouldn't necessarily, you know, be able to obtain an SBA loan. Uh, some of the other things is, um, when, when a borrower is too highly leveraged and they, they're in a scenario where they have just taken on too much debt and the existing cash throw off of the business is not able to service the debt even over a longer period of time. That's, that's more critical and that's the time where we ask them to get maybe another investor involved so that we can share in lowering their, their debt service. Yeah, so beyond the, we'll call it the balance sheet items, how important is, say for example, management from an SBA perspective? Yeah. Management is the key. 
And, and that's always the big question mark. So uh, whenever we're looking at a small business administration loan, we look at the experience of the management. In a startup situation, in an expansionary situation, if they've been unable to manage their business profitably, it's very problematic. So what we look at is have they surrounded them with some business expertise to help them in the areas that they're not strong in. A lot of times entrepreneurs are very capable at the technical part of their business, but actually running their business is something that we see as a problem in a lot of situations. That's not something the SBA can mitigate. Management expertise is something that you either have or you acquire. And you can surround yourself with people to do the accounting, to do the law, to do whatever aspect of running a business that you're not capable of. You can hire a team to help you to do that. Yeah, and what dovetails in my mind from that is the family dynamic. A lot of times what I see business owners have, you know, their, their sister-in-law, for example, running their accounting or their brother-in-law and responsible for sales. But they may not necessarily be the right people for the task. Yeah. The Small Business Administration, you know, looks at that. We look at succession planning, too, all the time. But it's difficult when you identify the what you seek to be the problem. The banks have to be careful, you know, as far as getting involved in, in the management of the business. But oftentimes we can, you know, make suggestions to them about getting help in the, in the areas where we we see there's a difficulty yeah, because we, the SBA guarantee doesn't mitigate the management issues. So we only have a couple of minutes remaining in the program. Time goes very quickly here. <laughs> um, so just from a planning perspective, Lynn, if for someone who's out there watching or listening and they're contemplating this, want to learn more, what's a good first step for them to get the process rolling? Okay. Well, there's a lot of information about the Small Business Administration at sba.gov where they can, they can see what they need to do. But mostly to get your, your ducks in order, have your last three years of financial statements, tax returns, both personal and um, business, anyone that owns 20% or more of a business would be required to fill out a personal financial statement and fully guarantee an SBA loan. That's a non-negotiable. And that would be something they should get ready. If your business has not been able to um, create cash flow to service the proposed debt, you do need to prepare projections. If you have a business plan for a start, well, if you're a startup, you have to have a business plan. But if, you're, if your last three years don't demonstrate repayment ability, you need to have a business plan for that as well. There's lots of organizations out there, SCORE, um, the small business development centers that will help you to prepare your application for an SBA loan, and you mm -hmm. should reach out to them. And that's something that you're able to help with as well if they well, want to reach out? Well, we absolutely can refer them. Okay. It's a, obviously a conflict of interest for us to prepare their projections and then review them, but we certainly, there are avenues out there, there are organizations to help small businesses prepare for um, applying for an SBA loan. Good enough. We have about 60 seconds, I think, left in the program. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your background. You mentioned at the opening about having a team that's been in place for a very long time. That says a lot about leadership and culture. Talk a little bit about what it's like to build a finance team and how have you had that kind of success in retaining your, your team? Well, 
I don't know exactly why I've been so lucky to have the team that I have, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I, I did all of their jobs. And when you're a leader and you can say, I used to do that, then that means a lot. So I understand where all of them came from. I've been lucky enough to have lenders come to me um, early on in their career and I've mentored them and, and grown with them as we develop in the program. So we've been through a, a lot of different changes together and um, bounce ideas, open communication, sharing ideas. That, that's what I think has, has helped us. We stay on top of all the changes in the Small Business Administration and the level of commitment that all of my team members have and the way they work together uh, makes the SBA process so much easier than going to a bank where they haven't been together as a team for a long time. Or with a bank that, like Fulton Bank, the culture is, is such that they nurture their people, they nurture their leaders, and it's important that the customer is at the center of everything and we try to provide the best services that we can. So having a, a dedicated team for SBA lending is something I think that makes us stand out. Nice, and I'm sure that your team will be very appreciative when they watch and listen to this episode. <laughs> I uh, hope so. <laughs> very kind words you've shared for them. So I think we're pretty much out of time, Lynn. It was a pleasure having you on, talking small business lending. I it thank was, you. It was a wonderful experience. Thank you. Uh, pleasure. And for those of you watching and listening, thank you for joining us on Behind the Numbers. Uh, please hit the subscribe button if you like what you heard here. And if you'd be interested in being a guest on Behind the Numbers, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Dave Bookbinder. Today we were talking with Lynn Ozer, president of SBA Lending at Fulton Bank. We'll see you next time on Behind the Numbers. Take care.